Hello and welcome to another Tilted Glasses. Tonight we do the hockey goaltender, NHL goaltender tier list slash pyramid. Uh, we will take another ride on the coaching carousel and who knows what else we'll discuss. It's all going to happen next on Tilted Glasses. But before we start, as always, if you want to be a part of the show, be sure to hit us up in the either the YouTube chat. You can also hit us up on the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, I guess, if you use Facebook or anywhere else. You can find us always at Teal Tinted Glasses. Um, other than that, though, it's time to get this party started. And it is me. Uh, I am the only one on camera today, but that's okay. Uh, with me, of course, as always, is not only Mr. Kevin Lacey, but also Mr. Hockey Jerk, and tonight it is going to be an interesting show because, again, we are doing the pyramid tier list thingy. I, I kind of, the, the initial idea was, like, I thought, like, because I want to do a prospect pyramid sometime this summer, right? And I thought, okay, but what if we did just, like, something else random? And then when I realized how many goalies were going to be on this list, I thought okay, it's probably not really fair to Puck Guy to try and cram all this into, like, a geometrical shape. So it kind of morphed into this cheer list thing, but I am hoping that everyone is excited and good to be here. Uh, Kevin Lacey, how are you doing? And if you need a little excitement, snap it to a Slim Jim! Oh, yeah! <laughs> so I'm doing well. Uh, I'm sorry that I missed uh, hanging out with you boys on Sunday night. Uh, I went to... Uh, a wedding last minute the wedding wasn't last minute just uh, my invite <laughs> was last minute so uh but i had a lot of fun and uh, you guys had a really good show i listened to it on monday because for those of you who uh, don't catch these shows live, of course you can always catch them on your favorite podcatcher but i'm excited to be here and sure um quick turnaround since the last show but tons of stuff going on in the hockey world uh so yeah let's get cracking but first Mr. Hockey Jerk. Well, I think more more than anything, the the most important thing that needs to be said here, and and, and you know, Ian and I agreed with this on the side. Uh, if this this couple that you went to the wedding for, if they get divorced, you know, you're off the podcast, right? Well, well, well <laughs> here's the thing. So far, at in at uh, weddings that I was invited to last minute. Up in into this, it was one for one. So right now they're still married, so technically it's two for two, and I hope it stays that way. Yeah, so do we. But uh, you know, don't miss the podcast again, chump. Uh, yeah. I'm just I, I, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. So you know, we have this uh, rich history of causing coaches to be fired yes, around the NHL, uh, mostly caused by me. And I'm starting to think it's all caused by me because <laughs> Sunday night during the show, I wasn't around and Peter DeBoer got hired by Dallas. So, you know, I guess big things happening, um, but more coaches hired around. Even Matt Cartner, the former Shark, is the new head coach of the Orlando Solar Bears. I had to throw that in there. So congratulations. There's your Sharks tie in for the for the night so one of the best like sweaters in hockey the Orlando solar bears i love it oh my god so great i love so it so good um hockey jerk uh i have i have bad news okay let's hear it we upset the good people of edmonton we did 
I'm not too upset about it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, it's 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 gone worse for me than for you. I was actually uh, I had some government people call me and they said that I <laughs> need to hand over my Canadian passport. So I'm coming oh. to live with you. Sorry. Hey, that's okay. All right. There's um, no state tax here, well, so I can't you know, wait. You're I can't even... wait to join. I can't wait to join the fun and piss off the good folks at Edmonton tonight. So here we go. No, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, right? Like, I mean, um, it, it's cool. Like, I appreciate, obviously, people watching the show. Um, and I always like, you know, I like hearing dif- different opinions. Like, obviously, I don't think that my opinion or our opinion is like the be all and end all. Um, so I enjoy the I enjoy the conversation. Um, yeah. So well, aside from that. So that's, in, but that's the thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the whole point of, of this is it's, you know, what is what is your favorite team or your favorite league or your favorite player doing or you know doing well or doing poorly from the perspective of a sharks dare i say commentator and you know if we if we don't understand something i mean i don't i don't really know why that's a big surprise you know what i mean yeah but at the same time know. you know most of the comments that we did receive were almost almost as if we had to do with the outcome of the game. Like, I know one of them was saying, well, if the Oilers didn't get a high-sticking penalty, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't remember calling a high-sticking penalty. I like, I don't know if you... Yeah, so I'm like, I don't really know. I don't know why you're, you know, campaigning to us, but all right. Yeah, if the Oilers had only won four games, they'd still be. Playing. Yeah, if, if we were the Oilers, we would have simply just beat Colorado. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's 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 cool because there's there's three of us on here, and actually, I, the the coolest thing. So, trying to earn back my Canadian citizenship, I um watched was watching the Memorial Cup earlier, and yeah, you want to hear something absolutely insanity. So this year, the fact that they're barely covering it on NHL Network. Well, that's that's normal. Here, here's the insanity: <laughs> the overtime period for the game that for the round robin game today between Edmonton Oil Kings and the uh, Saint Dog uh, Saint John Sea Dogs, mm-hmm. twenty minute three on three. Hey, now that's <laughs> twenty a, minutes. Wow, twenty minute three on three. Ooh. That's awesome. Now, did, did, how how long did it take for a goal? It took a while. Like it, I thought it was going to be quick, but it was like it was well into the like well into the first half of the overtime when uh, the Edmonton okay. King uh, finally scored a goal and uh, they keep themselves alive. Um, but the Sea Dogs, I give the Sea Dogs a lot of credit because I think coming into this tournament, uh, they obviously they they got bounced early in the Q playoffs. They're the host team. Uh, they brought in a new coach for just for the Memorial Cup itself, and uh, they beat Hamilton and and they took the Oil Kings uh, to overtime. So I mean, credit to them. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow a, a slinger from Keenan Thompson, who hosted the NHL Awards Show on Tuesday, and say, "Man, what are the Oilers fans harping on us about? Edmonton's still playing hockey." Just maybe not NHL hockey, but they got they got the Memorial Cup. Quit complaining. Yeah, I thought you were referring to the uh, I thought you were referring to the hypothetical Stanley Cup final that we we're going to get to enjoy. Um, you know, after oh, between the Leafs and the Oilers. Yeah, Leafs and Oilers. You know, for the you know the hypothetical many, Stanley how, Cup. Yeah, how many years has the NHL been in existence? A hundred and five. So for the hundred and fifth year in a row, the hypothetical Stanley Cup final. And I yes, like Kevin, it. I said final as in one. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, one final. <laughs> mm-hmm. One game. 
by the way, that uh, that series is being officiated by the Montreal Canadiens. So Ooh. I love it. Well, there you have it. Uh, keeping keeping up with the uh, Canadian content. Uh, well, not really. I mean, kind of, sort of. I mean, Paul Maurice, uh, obviously halfway through the season, was like, I don't really want to coach anymore. And mm-hmm. it turns out he just didn't want to coach in Winnipeg anymore. Oh, okay. Because uh, he is didn't the have new coach of the Florida Panthers. Do they have better Wi-Fi in Florida? I'd assume so. More sunshine. Yeah. Definitely more sunshine. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, he, he's not old by any... I mean, he's old in the sense that he's been around forever, but he's a young guy relative to the other coaches in the NHL. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he's, you know, he's getting an early start on his... Uh, you know, on his oh, convertible no. driving sun tanning. I see lifestyle. where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. Good for Paul Maurice. Honestly, that coaching changes. Uh, I don't know if it's perplexing because it's perplexing. The, it is perplexing. <laughs> it is, but think about it though. The Panthers kept that interim tag on Brunette, Andrew Brunette, the mm-hmm. entire season and the playoffs. And I always found that to be a little strange. Like. If they were serious about keeping him as their head coach, I think they would have made taken off that interim tag back in January, February, somewhere around that time. So, yeah, I, well, weird. I know, I, and there are a lot of people, myself included, who, when this first came out, were kind of like, "Oh, you know, the brunette kind of got jobbed a little bit on this whole situation." But you know, the fact that they're giving him, you know, they're gonna essentially offer him a new role or maybe it's his previous role as an assistant coach. I don't know, but Hmm. they're, you know, the fact that they're going to offer him a new role, it makes me wonder if, you know, maybe he didn't want to be a head coach. You know, we've seen it and, you know, Kevin, you, you always make the example about Joe will, you know, some people, some people prefer, (laughs) some people prefer to be, you know, the, the co-captain, so to speak, or the, the co-pilot. Hey, I've been I've been an assistant captain on my hockey team for like 14, 16 years, something right now. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with that. And you know what? The other thing as well to keep in mind, and we we dabbled in this a little bit last time, but this is now what the fourth or fifth coach that's been hired in recent weeks that's gotten like a crazy contract. Yeah, a lot of money. Um, yeah, Lanical in the chat, you know, basically Brunette was tactically spanked but he stayed the course i you know, i give andrew brunette a lot of credit though i mean you know he came in yes. after with uh after coach Gwenville obviously had to step down you know this team had a lot of expectations on it this year uh to do yeah. really well and did they live up to those expectations maybe not in the playoffs because they still couldn't climb the the mountain that is the tampa bay lightning but other than i mean regular season great right so I don't know. Uh, it's sorry. I, I apparently I'm in a very punny mood right now. Okay. But you said the mountain that is the Tampa Bay Lightning. You, I, I want you to start referring to them as Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah, but but um, for me, like I think that's a really good point. The Panthers could have crumbled when Quenville left left the helm mm-hmm. basically, and Andrew Brunette, who had no head coaching experience to my knowledge uh, at any level uh, and certainly not in the NHL um, 
that was a, a those were big shoes to follow. I mean, talking about the crazy contracts that coaches have gotten in the last few weeks, jerk. Uh, that all started with Coach Quenville getting a monster deal. Yeah, uh, in Florida there. So I mean, I just the other coaches have him to thank for that. What, what's up? Yeah, I just think it's I just think it's crazy. You know, you've we've seen. Uh, a handful of coaches, a very small handful, like a baby handful of coaches getting these big contracts. You know, uh, Mike Babcock in Toronto comes to mind. Um, really, that's the only one that comes to mind. And then everybody else was kind of much, much lower on the totem pole. Yeah, Joe Glenville like, is Babcock is like $6 million to coach the Leafs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And now, you know, you look and Cap Friendly doesn't have it for Paul Maurice, but... What I saw was, you know, three seasons, four million bucks a season. You know, Pete DeBoer is at four and a quarter. I believe uh, John Tortorella is also uh, at four and a, he's at four. And mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy, who got the most lucrative deal easily, mm-hmm. you know, he, his deal was five deal, uh, five years, and it was four and a half million. So it's kind of becoming normal that you know coaches are getting pretty big bags. And I know like Cassidy, I think is worth the money. You know, I think depending on who you ask, maybe Paul Maurice is not worth that money, but I think he is personally. But, I think he's a good coach. But then you have guys and I look at like like am I paying to would I pay DeBoer 4 million dollars? No. I wouldn't pay Torts 4 million dollars. I yeah. don't know that I would pay, you know, really any coach that's available 4 million dollars and it's, you know, similar to how I guess the normal player salary has grown the last 15 years i i guess we're starting to see that with coaches and i mean good for them right but i just absolutely i don't know what i don't really know what a coach does i'll be totally honest with you like i do but it's like how much are you impacting the game you know i think i okay go ahead sorry go ahead i just wanted to say to that point jerk that's also where i think the florida panthers might be fine because the panthers may have also uh, you know um, as, a, as another point to everything else we brought up, maybe it's a situation where Pan- Panthers management said, look, there was really no difference between Quenville and Brunette. Mm-hmm. So we could pretty much have anyone we want behind the bench and we still have the roster to carry carry the, the, the way, you know. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but I think it goes along with your point there, Jerk. Is that if, if if that is true, then Brunette's not a loss for the Panthers. I, I would think... love I would love to get paid four million bucks to fill out a lineup card. <laughs> I mean, I think there's more to it than that. But here here's the thing that I think like that with the salary cap being what it is, right? Like I think this is how, and I think this is what they they, they said when Toronto signed Babcock to that six million dollar deal. Like this is how the halves are gonna are are going to continue to have. Because they can afford to pay, you know, a coach because that doesn't count against the cap. So you can spend a ton of money on a all-star coaching staff and it doesn't matter if you have the money to do it. And if you want to bring in like the best people and pay them, mm-hmm. you're free to do it because it doesn't it doesn't count against the cap. It's all money that's outside of outside of the system. What are your I mean, I know this is like way down the rabbit hole, but what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on coaches contracts? counting against the cap like is that just getting way too into the weeds or is that so, something that's it doesn't make any sense 
Right. Yeah, go ahead. It just it doesn't make any sense the way that the system is set up. Like coaches being counting against the cap would be fine, but they're not like you know what I mean? Like the way, the reason the salary cap is the way it is is because it's the owner's money versus the player's money, right? And everything True. has to be copacetic. The oh, that's all that's in the owner's part of it. So if the owners want to spend a bunch of money on a coach, that should be fine because that doesn't there's you're not splitting that money between the coaches and the owners and the players like that's all the owner's pot that's fair but but i i was going to bring up the same exact point but i already kind of had a counter argument to it um in that i think 99 percent of the time they're going to use that money to pay a player mm -hmm. and so the coaches would essentially get screwed on ever having getting raises better salaries because that money is going to get tied into signing like Pittsburgh, our show from a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. how Pittsburgh, what were they going to do signing Latang and signing um, Malkin and giving Gensel a raise and all that stuff and Rust a raise like that money would have to go into the roster, not to the coach. Yeah. And uh, they'd be screwed. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's good food for thought. It's I just I don't see a reason for it. Right. And that was and, and I personally, I don't. I don't think it's a very smart idea, but it is it's it's one of those things that kind of, you know, it crosses your mind. You think, well, I'm curious to know what other people think, you know? Yeah. Um, and I want to appreciate I, Skyler I quickly for giving yeah, us so an far. update on the score. Um, two, two. Yay. I mean, if you're listening to this later, this is completely useless information to you. But I do appreciate okay. Skyler um, giving us the score. Because uh, obviously, like we wanted to do this show. Um, for those that don't know, I'm going on vacation next week, so uh, I didn't want it to be a long stretch between shows. So we kind of had to like figure out a show that worked for all three of our schedule. And tonight was the night that worked. Hockey game, be damned. But I yeah. do appreciate uh, you guys a following along in the in the chat and b keeping us updated on the score. Yes, and yeah, if and if if you are listening ahead. to us as well. Yeah, I was going to say, if you are not listening live, if you're listening on delay, say, maybe Thursday morning on your way to work, Thursday afternoon on your way home, let us know who won the game, because we don't know yet. <laughs> uh, wow. And if, I was just going to say, send in your thoughts to our, our Twitter account. Yeah, and, there you go. Uh, you know, regarding, like, should coaches be... Uh, uh, paid as much as they have been lately or should coaches count towards the salary cap you know we like your feedback too uh, you, this is your show as well so absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna hit a couple uh, youtube comments here and then we're gonna get down to brass tacks here uh mm -hmm. Lando yeah, yeah. coming back in the chat saying peter DeBoer isn't worth four million but hey name recognition and post situations are key yeah i mean peter DeBoer. um early early peter DeBoer is usually good for a team um so if dallas is looking to take one last you know, absolute run at it. You could do worse than Peter DeBoer. I just wonder. I just don't like Peter DeBoer there long term. Um, Skyler obviously bring up like obviously plus coaches are difficult because we're not in the room, so we don't see ninety percent of the work they do. Absolutely, no argument there. Uh, yeah, I think with with uh, specifically with DeBoer, I know I said it on the podcast, and I believe Kevin even tweeted it as well. Is you know he's got he signed a four year deal there, but. I think we're all kind of in agreement that, you know, he's really only maybe guaranteed those first two years. First two years. Like yeah, I even like yeah, I but... like and I even said on the podcast, like, you know, when uh you know, when um you know, when Calgary hires him in the third year of that deal, it's gonna be awesome. You know, so Well what I oh, no, what I what I tweeted was that uh Jason Robertson's, you know, 
Dallas is going to have to make Jason Robertson happy in year number three when he's only getting 12 minutes a night with Peter DeBoer as head coach. <laughs> so that's why DeBoer only has a two-year shelf life. I like your point before the show, Jerk. You want to share that about how this helps the Sharks? Oh, yeah. I, I'll be honest. I actually forgot where you were going with that for a second. I got really <laughs> nervous. Uh, no, I, you know, I think what makes this really interesting and as we've as we've talked about i think this is a horrible decision for dallas but from a sharks perspective to be to be selfish to put on my teal tinted glasses <laughs> uh you know i i wonder and this is largely bullshit so bear with me but i'm <laughs> talking out of our ass yeah but i but, but i that's wonder half the show anyway right guys, so. but i but i wonder if brent burns would look at that and say oh you know i played well under pete DeBoer. maybe i do want to go there I've been on that Burns to Dallas train for what four years now, guys. Like, yeah, his. I mean, he. Li- you know, he lives there. Uh, you know, him and AJ's buddy Pavelski is on the team. I mean, it's. You know, it <laughs> seems Steve like Spot's it's the place gonna, to be. Steve Spot going to run that power play? Oh, oh, dude! I if he doesn't, I'll be surprised. Hey, so that's a good. That's a good point that we haven't brought up about DeBoer, and I haven't seen anyone else bring up is that Steve Spot follows him everywhere you know some coaches have uh their assistants that travel everywhere that's kind of what makes the lane lambert signing with uh, the islanders a little surprising just because he's always been trotz's guy so uh yeah to be continued on that assistant coaching staff because i know that none of them were returning not not one coach was returning to the staff uh, for next and season so really quick last thing on coaches and then we can get to the goalies yeah. uh Partially, this one's for you, Skyler, because we want to know how this affects the Maple Leafs. But also, you know, Ian talked about it, and we talked about contracts, you know, and mentioned the Mike Babcock contract as kind of being the, you know, the high watermark, so to speak. That deal to coach the Maple Leafs was $50 million over eight years. Like, six and a quarter for those who don't have a calculator. Like, <laughs> that, like that, that's, a, that's a player's contract right there. Mm-hmm. But like that's not that's money, not too far off the William Nylander contract. Yeah, but I mean, when you print money, like that's like I think I, sure. I think more teams should do stuff like that. Like I think when there's like a heavy competition for a thing, and, I, and I obviously I understand that some owners are not gonna want to pay you know a, a top tier coach eight million dollars. But like if you're if you're a big market team that just prints money, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Sure. Yeah, I mean, get the guy you want, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, here's what we're going to do. We are going to do our goalie pyramid tier lists, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, so basically, here's I'm going to kind of give you a rundown and then yeah. um, how, how we did this. So Explain how the rankings are yes. and how we tiered everybody. Okay, so here's here's the, here's the, the criteria that I initially laid out, and then Kevin went all rogue on us, which is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, could you expect any less? No, from me? no, no, no. I, I, I absolutely, and I would have, I would have, I would have played along, but I had already like sent my stuff to Puck Guy, and that's the other thing. Before, before we start this, I just want to again, like, for for those that have been around Teal Tinted Glasses or Teal Town USA, Teal Tinted Glasses, whatever, Teal Town USA, one of the big glue pieces to this entire operation is Puck Guy. Puck Guy with a day's notice threw together a bunch of graphics for us so we could do the show tonight and 
I cannot thank him enough because I kind of just sprung it on him last second. I'm like, hey, I need like 17 graphics. You want to do them? Maybe. And of course, Puck Guy being the absolute badass motherfucker that he is came through in the clutch like always. And I just think that as much as we definitely Puck Guy, Puck Guy can definitely be on the butt end of a lot of our jokes on air, off air. He is the glue that holds this place together, and I cannot. He think really enough. is. He really is. We love you, Puck Guy. We thank you for everything that you do. Um, we 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 should show more appreciation on air. So we're trying to do that right now. Um, you know, we love you off air as well. But you, um, for those of you uh, who are listening and everything like that, Puck Guy's amazing, and uh, we can't thank him enough for the yeah. hard work that he puts into Teal Town, USA. Absolutely. All right. So down to business. So basically, you guys have seen tier lists on the internet, right? You go S, A, B, C, whatever. So here, here was the criteria I set up. The, the The initial criteria that I set up was goalies that played more than 25 games, just so to try and make sure they weren't here for four hours. Um, in the 21-22 season, so a lot, a lot of like my list, like that's the criteria I went with. So S tier or your pyramid top is obviously the absolute best of the best. I don't think our picks there are going to surprise you. The <laughs> A tier, second tier of your pyramid. This is the elite goalies. Maybe not tippy tippy top, but absolutely elite. The B tier is going to be your non-elite starter. So a guy who isn't elite, but he will start a bunch of games for you or a 1A goalie, a guy who will be the better half of your goalie pontoon. C tier, serviceable backup, 1B goalie. C Tierney? Yes, Chris Tierney. <laughs> Chris Tierney, serviceable backup, 1B goalie. Um, and then we have like... Um, Kevin made a D tier. D's for Dud. I d- so just just for full clarification, my <laughs> D tier was just because I was like, this is the the extreme low end of my C tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you actually honored my D tier, thank you. But okay. I did I did mention that it it's technically my C tier that I just not impressed with. Again, puck guy in the clutch. Uh, ah, there you go. And then the F tier is the how the F is for how the fuck are you still in the NHL? Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. So let's get <laughs> to it. All right. So let's start with the S tier because I don't think, because I think the S tier is pretty, I think everyone's going to know what our S tier is and it's going to be fine. And then after that, <laughs> the hot takery bakery is open, baby. Will it be now, fine? I don't know. <laughs> now, now uh, to mention, I believe potential is also factoring yeah, we into did, these tiers for potential. some people. And it's funny because I do want to talk after we do the whole thing because I kind of want to talk because I think anytime anytime we do this, right, we, we pick a topic, I think we always go in with probably some preconceived conceptions. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have to, like, do some homework which we rarely do on this show, but let's pretend we do. <laughs> I did none. Let's, let's pretend we do a little bit of homework. And then sometimes like those opinions are obviously going to change. Right. So I'm curious to see like, if your guys perceptions that you went into this with, um, I'm, I'm curious to see if they changed after you were done, but let's get to the S tier. The S tier is right here, baby. Everybody has it the same. The top of the goalie pyramid, it is Igor Shosturkin. It is Andrew Andrew Veseleski. 
I, I don't think there's much to discuss there. These guys are the tippy tippy top of the iceberg so, and they are in a class of their own. So I, you know, I have the YouTube replay. I have it uh, on my computer and it's a bit behind our live feed. So I, I don't know. I'm just guessing, but I got $2 down that Kevin, <coughs> Kevin did the, uh, the Russian spelling of Shusterkin's name. I did not, but, <laughs> but here's the thing. Every time I type the name, I do type with uh, S-T-Y-O-R-K, and then I change it going, oh, wait, 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 wait. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, again, this is kind of, I don't think anyone's going to argue here. Um, I think the one thing that we, we are going to try, like, we did try to fight as best we could is recency bias, but what are you going to do? I, I don't think this is recency bias, though. I think, like, the... Shostrikin has been just good, no matter how good that Rangers team has been. And Andrew Veseleski's Andrew Veseleski. Like, there's just no, I don't know. There's probably nothing here to discuss. Am I right? Uh, no. I mean, yeah. I I think even if both teams had missed the playoffs, I think we would still agree that they're the best of the best. And I think, I think you, at least in my tier, I can't speak for any of you guys, but. There are a couple situations of that where a particular goalie was ranked despite despite how well or not well they did the last year, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think and I, I may and I think I I might have done the opposite a little bit, but we're gonna find out here. Alright, so I I just I wanted to say the one goalie that I thought maybe could be in this tier would be Connor Hellebuck. But oh, okay. here's my here's my thing. Shesterkin and Vasilevsky are so far ahead of the curve that I visually pictured them standing on top of the freaking pyramid with their arms in the air. So like above that above that tier. Yeah. Like I almost I mean when I when I got down to got down to my rankings and everything like that i was like huh there's more a goalies than i really thought there were at least in my tier yep but to me vasilevsky and shesterkin are a a cut and a half above my a tier when i was looking at potential okay go ahead i was just gonna say i i think it's worth saying that um there are some goalies who are in the a tier that i think are sniffing the s tier yeah. You know, Kevin, or uh, I believe, you know, one of you mentioned Connor Hellebuck. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I could see it. That's not who I was thinking of that you were going to say, but I could see it. And I think for me, there was the the challenging thing for me is like, you know, not so much as are there more elite goalies than just Shesterkin and Vasilevsky, but like, you know, more so, do I need to throw the rule book out the window and put a tier between S and A? Mm. There you go. Yeah, I, 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 when I was doing this, I think that was the one thing I said. I, sh- I said I should have like put another tier in and and split up the A tier. But um, the other guy who I could see sniffing up there is Ilya Sorokin. Yep, same. So that is I'm that. not there yet. But he did have a fabulous season on an island. Like, what you're talking about with, like, if the Vasilevsky and uh, Shesterkin, if they were on teams that didn't even make the playoffs, they'd still be there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where you can make that case. Like, look at Sorokin. The Islanders 
aren't a terrible team, but they played pretty poorly this season. Yeah, they were. But brutal. the one guy who didn't and whose stats show he's an excellent goalie is Ilya Sorokin. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna move into the A tier, and the hot takery bakery is now open. People, we're open for business, <laughs> and. We're going to start uh, off with Kevin Lacey's list. I'm going to read off Kevin Lacey's list. And then oh, we my are going goodness. To go, uh, then we can go to bash it right off the bat <laughs> <laughs> and then show the bash Kevin Lacey's no, no, list no. and then show the real, the real actual. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. It just happened to be the way that it got put together. All right. So Kevin Lacey's eight year list uh, off the top. Carter Hart, Darcy Kemper, wow. Jacob Markstrom, John Gibson. Mark Andre Fleury, Sergey Bobrovsky, Thatcher Demko, Connor Hellebuck, Frederick Anderson, Jake Ottinger, UC Saros, uh, Kachetkov. I can't even do this. Help me, Kevin. Kachetkov. Yeah, it's Peter Kachetkov. I do want to mention. I like how Carter Hart is featured in the graphic, and I'm like, he's barely on my A tier, but apparently he's the face of my A tier. So all those things we said about you, puck guy, are out the door. Oh wow! I'm just kidding. I'm just, wow. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. For me, UC Saros is the face of this group. But I digress. Continue. Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf is Kevin's list. There's already a couple of guys off the board with Kachetkov, Wolf, and Knight. Well, I don't know if you heard or not, but literally Ian read the first name, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I did hear that. But that's what I mean. Like, Carter Hart, I actually had him in my B tier, and then I, at the last minute, moved him to the A tier because I remembered that we're factoring pot- potential here. And I was like, okay, well, if I have Kashetkov and Wolf and Knight in here, then Hart, then Hart still, yeah. Yeah, I can, to me, has a chance I can of see that getting logic. into this group. I can For absolutely sure. yeah. see that logic. But to me, Saros is the other goalie who I was like, mm. like if you put a tier in between S and A, that's where I'm putting UC Saros. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only, I think, do I have any gripes with your list? I think maybe Sergey Bobrovsky. Well, he's so hot and cold. Yeah. I know, yeah. and that might be that might be my recency bias here because he might very well next year have a goals against average over three. <laughs> <laughs> so here's and and you know we'll get into it, but the the thing that stands out for me is like obviously I mean you heard me when you read it off you know Carter Hart I think Carter Hart I don't know that I would put him in the A tier right here right now. But maybe eventually, and 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 it's worth saying, you know, I, I was the one who initially asked, "Oh, are we including potential?" And my list did not factor in potential at all, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't I know tried what to I was thinking. In a little bit, but like, yeah, it's a little bit. But uh, so and, let's get to Jerk's list. Yeah, yeah. I do want to say as well. I agree with you. I think Bobrovsky in the A tier, I think is it's a bit of a reach. I think when he's on his game, I could see it, but when he's off his game, like he's. Yeah, it's terrifying. And then Darcy Kemper. I like Darcy Kemper. I don't think he's an A goalie personally. Of course, I'm now checking my list to make sure I didn't put him there. You did. Uh, <laughs> I have your list up right now. Hockey jerks list. Very stingy on the A tier for hockey jerks. Well, and I would before you go any further, I would like to point out for some reason I was asleep at the wheel when I did this, and okay. I didn't. And I Jacob Markstrom is not on my list, but I had every intention of putting him on the A list. So I don't know if you yeah, want to include I, him there. And the funny thing is, when I was putting Markstrom there, I was like, 
oh, there's a guy that is a no-brainer jerk A-tier goalie. So <laughs> <laughs> I will corroborate this and say I know without even speaking with him that he'd have Markstrom on his uh, yeah in so, his A-tier. All right. So for those that are listening to audio and cannot see the screen, Hockey Jerk's A-tier goalie list consists of UC Saros, Connor Hellebuck, John Gibson, Thatcher Demko, Ilya Sorokin, and Philip Grubauer. I was pretty stingy. You super stingy. Uh, but you know what? I think, like, obviously, you know, we clearly all three of us know what an elite goalie is. You know, yeah. we all agree. But I, I think for this one, for the A tier, you know, which you have classified as, you know, the elite, the you know, elite, obviously yeah. not obviously not superstar upper echelon like Shostakin and Vasilevsky, but elite. And I think part of the reason why I think I was very stingy with my elite uh, list is because I feel as though that term is thrown out way too much. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I can tell you, you know, there's a couple there's a couple goalies I don't have in my A tier that I've heard people call elite. And I'm like, I'm not so sure about that. And so, you know, I didn't obviously want to like I didn't want to jam anyone up and be like, oh, this guy, this guy's save percentage was low this year. So, you know, he's off the list. But, you know, I, I try to be very, you know, very methodical when it comes to like throwing out that elite tag. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Hey, I got a question. Yeah, so I have a question for you. I'm surprised to see Philip Grubauer there because you mentioned Darcy Kemper on my. Now I'm just going to turn around and say, "Don't attack my list, guys." <laughs> yeah, Darcy, no, please, you, please, give me Darcy Temp- Kemper. No, also, rip me up if you got to. I, I, no, 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 I saw a rip up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's. I'm, I'm curious why Grubauer because for me, Grubauer was helped by being on Colorado and you guys are probably saying the same thing about Kemper and and to me that's fine but I think a lot higher of Darcy Kemper than I do of Philip Grubauer and I'm just curious and you know what considering that Darcy Kemper spent many years with the very very awful Arizona Coyotes I see where you're coming from and maybe and maybe if I you know after the show if I decided to make the list again maybe Darcy Kemper finds his way into my A tier I think I think there is maybe some recency bias when it comes to Darcy Kemper. You know, I I think he's his best hockey was on Arizona and you've not heard many people say that. So I will I will not dispute that. Right. And so I was I I think my the recency bias may have, you know, got me a little bit there. But I think with Philip Grubauer, I mean, yes, he was he was brutal his first year with Seattle. You know, everybody on Seattle was brutal unless you're Jared McCann, friend of the show. But, you know, I still I look at, yes, you know, he had those the three years in Colorado and he had uh, three years in Washington as a regular goalie. And he was over he was over nine. He was over nine fifteen save percentage every year. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. And I know I know Kevin is going to come in and say, well, he his highest season, he had 40 starts. And I know I know I know, Kevin. I know, Kevin. I put guys, dude, (laughs) put freaking cachet. Who has what one regular season NHL game in there? <laughs> Don't right. worry about that. No, but I just I think you know this with Philip Grubauer. It was a situation where I don't know. Depending on how you look at it, like you know, I ignored the recency bias. You know, where I said, okay, he was crap with the Kraken, and we got it. But the six years before that, like he was incredible. You know, yeah. and, and I and I mean, you know, he had specifically in the uh, you know last season, he had forty starts, won thirty of them with uh with seven shutouts like 
that doesn't mean that he's getting he can get by on just one season, but I feel like that was kind of the culmination of a really, really good run. And, you know, to me, you know, you you were pretty quizzical when you saw my list, but to me it was incredibly easy to put him there. Sure. Okay. I dig it. All right. Uh get your knives ready, boys. It's time for my list. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> here All right. <laughs> Where David Riddick, let's see it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, my A tier my A tier is Ilya Sorokin, okay. Connor Hellebuck, Darcy Kemper, Jake Ottinger. I agree there's probably some recency bias there. UC Saros, Frederick Anderson, Robin Leonard, and Carey Price. Wow. Kevin? <laughs> I'm still waiting. There we go. I was waiting for the graphic to come up on the on the stream here. So, Carey Price. I know you asked this in the you know before the show mm-hmm. and you said like if this is a healthy carry price right mm-hmm. i i didn't know where to put carry price even with that factoring in so i i don't know i i can't really dispute anything actually all i can say is i agree with your list a lot more than jerks so there you go no <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm just i'm just messing around with you but no that makes sense I, I like that you guys went more stingy on the A tier than I did because I was fully expecting to have like three goalies in my A tier. So I so. think on Carey Price, there is a point in time where I think Carey Price would be at the tippy tippy top. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Those, those days are gone. But mm-hmm. yes. I looked at that. I mean, you look at that cup run last year. Like he's still, when he's healthy, he's still, he can still go. Mm-hmm. I like to me he's at, like when he's healthy he's absolutely a tier and I think that's that's a couple of my guys here Freddie Anderson again health is an issue but when he's healthy he can go Robin Leonard Robin Leonard's numbers are career numbers are stupid go look them up the dude's elite yeah see that was the one that don't st- tell Peter DeBoer that <laughs> That was the one that actually stood out to me. And I, and I, you know, you're obviously, I know you're a big fan of Robin Leonard. I too am a big fan of Robin Leonard. But that one, I was pretty confident that he was not an elite goalie. I know he's been very up and down. I understand that. You know, he Career was 917. Right. Which is, yeah, like by definition is, is elite. I, under, yeah, I, I, I see where you're going with that. But I don't know. Maybe it's the, like, you know, not being able to play what you would say is a full starter season. Yeah. And yes, he's been good, but he's been very up and down in his level of being good. Whereas, and I know I don't want to make it all about me, but I feel like with Philip Grubauer, it's been pretty consistent, but I see where, I I see where you're going. And I, and I think similar to, you know, if we were going to, if we were going to make this like a 30 tiered list, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think, I think Leonard would go, you know, I, I can concede that he would probably go between uh, A and B. And I, and I feel the same way. Uh, I feel the same way about Frederick Anderson. And, you know, I, I, I think those two, like I said, I personally didn't have him in the A tier. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you're crazy for putting him there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, the other thing with Robin Leonard, too, is like it's not like he's always been on like like he spent more time on shit teams than on good ones. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right, and to so still my, have a career nine seventeen. I mean, that's to me special. Sure, definitely. My question to you, because when I saw that Thatcher Demko was on Jerks a 
a tier. I was like, all right, all three of us are going to have him. And you didn't, Ian. So why not Thatcher Demko uh, on the A tier? I don't. Yeah. But Jake Ottinger is because I feel yeah. like they're very similar in, in their in their styles and so far their career tra- trajectory. Demko was a tricky uh, one, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I, I feel like I've seen like we've seen more of a body of work of Demko, and I I think he can absolutely get into the A tier. I just don't think he's there yet. See what you just said is how I feel about Jake Ottinger. That's and that's and, fair, and I think that's completely fair. And like I said, and I, I think recency bias is a hell of a drug. Totally, and and I actually had Ottinger in my A tier to start, and then I moved him down to you know spoiler alert, moved him down to B after kind of really really thinking about it. And I know Ryan, if you're listening, put the pitchfork away; it's all good. But <laughs> uh, you know, I how you you know, how you kind of felt about Demko. That's what I thought about Andre. Like, I love Jake Andre. I think he mm-hmm. could be, I think he could, I think he could climb himself up into the make-believe tier between S and A, but we're, we're just not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I do want to point out, though, that Jake Ottinger did give up nine goals to the San Jose Barracuda in two games this season. So, uh, <laughs> What a pigeon. That, that, that is a thing. That's a thing that happened. <laughs> What that a is a thing that happened. All right. So <laughs> now we are moving on to the B tier. And we are going back to Mr. Kevin Lacey. So here is Kevin oh. Lacey's list. We have. We're not snaking this, huh? No, I'm just. It's just easier <laughs> this way. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So we've got uh, Nidugovic, which I can't remember his first name. Alex. Alex, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> One of my most popular tweets with his family. Uh, so I'm wow, like, oh, this is a I big won't tier. <laughs> I won't tweet. <laughs> I won't Sorry. <laughs> Although actually, B is my biggest tier too. So maybe I should. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we got uh, Pedersen from LA. We've got Carey Price. Uh, we got Ilya Samsonov. We've got James Reimer of the San Jose Sharks. Wow. We've got Corpusalo from Columbus. We have ooh. Kako Kakinen uh, in the B tier. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, Philip Grubauer, uh, Simeon Varlamov. Um, I am not going to say Lukanen's name because it's weird. <laughs> Uko Peko Lukanen. Right, yes, thank you. Uh, we have Auntie Ratna uh, at, from Carolina. We have Cam Talbot. Uh, we have Mers Lickens. Ilya Sorokin. Sorokin in the B tier? What is the matter? Hater. What I told hater. you guys, fair. I'm just, I'm not there yet. Okay. But if he has one more year like he did this year, then absolutely. That's fair. Uh, we have Jeremy Swayman. We have Jordan Bennington. Ooh. We have uh, Logan Thompson. We have Pavel Frankhoos. I don't know how you say that. Frankhoos. Thank you. We have Robin Leonard and Tristan Jari. Jerk. So... I would say about half of your list, I'm like, yeah, right on, Kevin. And mm-hmm. the other half, I'm like, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and and really, the big example for me, and, and you know, Ian mentioned it as well, Ilya Sorokin. You know, I think we got in a, you know we got into that pretty well. Where he, for Ian and I, he was very close to breaking into the to the S tier. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess to see him on the B tier is a is a is a 
you know, a shock to the system, at least for me. I uh, I think for me, it's going to be my guys are pretty much a t- one tier ahead of you. Sure. From, of both of you. And, 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 I think you that's know, it's going to end up being. And to your point, and to your point, you know, Ilya Sorokin, the body of work is not very large. It's good, but in terms of his North American play, it's not a very big body. So I don't think this will happen, but I could see a situation where maybe he gets into that third year and he slows down, especially as he takes more games from, from Varlamov. I could see it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, but again, to your point, there are some others where I look and I'm like, I'm down with the cause. Like I see, I see Capo Kakin and you have in your B tier spoiler alert. I've got him in mine as well. And, mm. um, and Jeremy's, I mean, shit, dude, you know, I love Jeremy Swayman and I yeah. got, and I got Jeremy Swayman in my B tier, you know? So I, again, like there's half of this list where I'm like, Kevin, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I it's, it. yeah, I, I, I dig it. I dig that. Like we all kind of look at it differently, you know, here, my B tier is these guys are starters in the NHL. Sure. They're not, they're not great amazing and they're not they're not meh why you know like 1b kind of guys like Mm -hmm. that's what this tier is for me even though the definition is a little bit better than that um talking about auntie ranta being broken glass the last couple of shows that we've had Mm -hmm. um that's i think auntie ranta is a great goalie when he actually plays (laughs) but uh but you know that's that's well, that's what I had. And like that's why I had Freddie Anderson in the like in the eight here because if Freddie yeah. Anderson's healthy, he's one of the best goalies in the league, right? Yeah. When he's healthy, I, yeah. right? And I and I think there's mm. <clears throat> my go ahead. No, you know I'm just I don't know. I was going to make a point, but now I'm thinking about it, and I don't know. Well, I was going to say the three guys I'm expect was expecting you guys to question were Blackwood, Corpusalo, and Samsonov, and. Samsonov, uh, I think, has really underwhelmed. Yeah. And so I could see him being, I think he could be lower on your guys' tiers for sure. Because, so I have him ranked above Vitek Vanacek, despite the fact, this was the only homework I did on this, as far as, like, (laughs) looking up stats and stuff like that. Vitek Vanacek, ever since he came into the NHL, has had better stats every season than Ilya Samsonov. But why do I have Ilya Samsonov? Because I still think he can be that number one tried and true goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he was bred to be. And I don't know if he can be in Washington right now because Washington's kind of on the downturn. Uh, he might need a scenery change because he's already, you know, he's been suspended for off-ice activity by the team, not by the league mm-hmm. uh, in the past. And, you know, he, he just might need a culture change. But I, I still think he has the potential to be right here in this tier with these goalies, even though so far his NHL career certainly has not been that. Corpus Allo would be another guy where, I mean, he had, what, an 870-something save percentage last year? It was god-awful, but he also had a – a major hip injury that he was trying yeah. to play through. And I still remember his goaltending performance in the bubble. Yeah. And I was never a big Jonas Corposalo fan up until then. And I went, Oh wow. This guy has the tools. He just needs to put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be the last time you ever see me rank him this high. <laughs> uh, Cause we'll see what happens uh, coming off the hip surgery. But for right now, I still think that, uh, like, I thought Edmonton should have just taken a flyer on him 
and yeah. just see just to see what happens uh for example yeah i think um sp- specifically with uh what you were saying like having you know samsonov in there uh and having sorokin in there as well i i know i said earlier that you know my idea of including potential kind of went out the window as soon as i started mm-hmm. you know i mm-hmm. was the same way as you where it's like okay b tier to me you're a starting goalie but you're really not all that impressive and that like you're not a upper echelon goalie but then as i was going through it like i i would say the b tier is probably the only tier where i really put potential into uh you know into factor and and i don't know ian if you want to throw Mm -hmm. throw up my graphic but your list all right but you know there were a couple like there were a couple where i think right now they are your you know they are your for lack of a better term they are your cookie cutter starter goalie but i think they have room to grow like i look at you know, on my list, like I look at, uh, I'm going to bring your list up in a second. I do have one, cool. I, I have one, I have one thing where I kind of raised an eyebrow here and maybe it's cause I didn't watch enough Columbus games, but there's Lickens in the, in the B tier. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Mercy Finch. Uh, I, I think he's another one that like, he can be right in here. Um, but he'd probably be one of my beer, be beer, <laughs> my beer minus goalies. So, All right, fair enough. Uh, okay, I'm going to bring up Dirk's list. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I thought, like I said, B was the one where I really gave poten- the potential some thought. Like oh, for, except for Jake Ottinger, apparently. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just me being an idiot. But my my list, by the way, is in alphabetical order by first name. It's definitely not by like in order of this is my highest B, this is my sure. lowest B, anything like that. So. So, and and so, uh, <laughs> of course, Puck Guy's got to taunt me with uh, with that photo. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I I kind of looked at this as is like I said, the B tier was you know you're my starter goalie, but you're not. Like you're not in a league of your own. Like you're just an NHL starter, similar to what Kevin was saying. But I also gave the potential a lot of thought, and that's why you see, you know, Jake Ottinger, Jeremy Swayman, Spencer Knight, Capo Kakinen, where it's like these guys right here, right now, they are NHL starting goalies by the definition that Kevin mentioned and that I mentioned, but sort of have that room to grow. And I I realize on this list it doesn't communicate that, but that's kind of how I looked at it, where it is I think they are will be better goalies than most of the goalies I have in this list, and in some cases they are better goalies, but they're not like they're they're not quite there yet. If that makes sense. Fair enough. I I, I do. I have I have an immediate question after this. I'm going to read off Dirk's list. Sure. Mark Andre Fleury, Jake Ottinger, Darcy Kemper, Cam Talbot, um, Rizlikins, Robin Leonard, Jeremy Swayman, uh, Spencer Knight, Kako Kakinen, Varlamov, Tristan Jari, Sergey Bobrovsky, Frederick Anderson. Uh, Jack Campbell, Jonathan Quick, uh, Ilya Sisolov, uh Cal Peterson, yeah? Yep. Cal Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Cal Peterson. Uh, Jordan Bennington and Carter Hart. Where the hell is James Reimer? Just wait, buddy. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> that's uh, that's cold. That's, wow. Hey, you know what? Um, I I don't apologize. The bakery. Um, <laughs> so this one, and I know... There's definitely I, I'll be honest. I'm raising my eyebrows a little bit in my own list, uh, mm-hmm. like. But for example, so Jonathan Quick here, 
Mm-hmm. I think I'm the only one to have Jonathan Quick in the B tier, and I think yeah. that, and I think that has a lot to do. You know, we talked about revisionist history. I think there's a lot of revisionist history there on my part. I can admit that, but I feel personally as though, even though, yes, his he's obviously his stats, his play has dwindled the last I don't know five, four, five, six years maybe. Mm-hmm. I still think that he's a guy where when it matters most, like he's a gamer, you know. Like he'll show up and he can play, and yeah, it's gone against him more than it's gone for him recently. But I still think that he has that ability to be a difference maker. But he's not an elite goalie. He's not a superstar goalie. He's kind of as Kevin, like Kevin was saying, he's in the upper tier, you know, of the B category, so to speak. And I think there's, I don't know. I'll be honest. There's a couple of these where I'm kind of rethinking it a little bit but you know what i'm gonna stick with what i put and you know like i said for me the b tier the b tier was kind of a almost like a mix if that makes sense where you had some guys who yes they were starting goalies we know they're starters they will always be starters combined with guys who are starters but they got another gear to hit like i said swayman kakinen knight um, even Carter Hart to a lesser extent. I know Carter Hart has had some good experience, but you know, he's outside of that first, um, you know, his first little run in Philadelphia, you know, when he was grudgingly called up, he's been very average since then I felt. And so we'll see. I still think he can be an elite goalie, but I wouldn't say he is right now. I'm going to uh, pull us out of this for a second, just because I have to hit up a super chat here. Sure. Um, okay. Skyler uh, hitting up the uh, $2 super chat. Thank you, Skyler. Uh, and he is saying, um, what's going on? Why isn't it showing up? I don't know what happened. It's just broken. Um, I don't know why it's I not working. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, let me uh, see if I can make this work. There we go. Uh, Skyler uh, with $2 super chat. Pick Turk fine. Quick before Reimer, hockey jerk. Look at the stats. How many how many years of his career has and we'll get into it. We, you know, we haven't even seen Ian's B list yet, but how many years of Reimer's career has he been a starter? That's fair. That's true. It hasn't it's it's only been this Can you even, past year and a half or so. I was gonna say, like li, by, Serato would have been before that. Yeah, by definition this year because he played more than fifty percent of the games, but before that it was two thousand seventeen, eighteen and you know, the year before that, but he's been in the NHL for quick count here, 13 years, and he's been a quote-unquote starter three times, according to the math. And he's been good, but he's also been brutal. Skyler says, well played. I, I You know, I, I have a hard time arguing with that. Uh, quick, before uh, we continue, we need to do oh, the I was gonna say, challenge. But, oh, I was going to wait till after your B-list before we did that. Oh, it's fine. I mean, okay, okay. Get, get your knives ready. It's fine. Let's go. <laughs> so for those of you listening here, uh, the you obviously know that the Avalanche and Lightning are about to begin overtime in Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, we are watching this as we record this, and uh, we're going to get a little Bucci overtime challenge going here. Who you guys got? Uh, I'm, I am I don't want to do the same as Dirk, but I, 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 I think... If 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 Colorado pulls this out, I think Landis Gog's probably pulling away with the Smythe, So I'm going to go with Landis Gog. Uh, mm-hmm. On the Lightning side, I will go with. I know I'm going to be lazy and go Stamkos. Stamkos, nice. 
jerk. Yeah, I, I you know I feel the same way. I think really all playoffs and it kind of under the radar just because of McKinnon, McCarr, all that kind of stuff. But Landeskog has had his fingerprints all over everything. Heck yeah. And and I think he will continue to do that. I think Landeskog for Colorado and I know you know everybody hates him and it's kind of the hipster thing to like him. So I guess I'm a hipster, but I'm I'm feeling Corey Perry. Like I like ever since he left Anaheim, I've been quite fond of Corey Perry, and I think he's going to do it again tonight. There you go. I like that there was a commercial for one hundred thousand dollar pyramid right now while we're doing <laughs> these uh, pyramids. Um, but uh, quickly getting my picks in, I went off the board and off the rails with mine tonight. For Tampa Bay, I've got Alex Kalorn scoring his first goal of the playoffs. Ooh, I nice. feel like, it, like uh, tonight's the night. That would be huge. My Colorado pick, Eric Johnson. Remember him? Wow. Remember he used to be a top pick. So I muffin. Heard, so muffin. Eric so Johnson. muffin from a point. Muffin from the point off a of shin pad. Yeah. I don't know about a muffin, but yeah, I'm picturing one of those like shot blocks and comes out to the point, and then Johnson just shoots it and. Catches everyone off guard, kind of thing. So, all right. There you go. So, uh, my beat here, my beat here, guys. Get your knives ready. Mark Andre Fleury, Sergey Bobrovsky, Thatcher Demko, uh, Campbell, Olmark, Swayman, Forsberg, Knight, Smith, Varlamov, Tristan Jari, James Reimer, Cam Talbot, Merce Lickens, Huso, Quick, Gibson, Grubauer, Hart. Maybe I do hate goalies after all. Hey, you can't, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't call me out on Merz Likens and then you got him on your list. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I don't know. There's, But I'll be honest. Even So our lists are pretty different, Ian. But mm-hmm. there's not really anything here where I'm like crying bloody murder. You know what I mean? No. Wait, maybe no, Grubauer no. and Gibson that low. That's the one thing where I might you know, want to throw some tomatoes at you. But other than that, I mean, I don't really see so much of an issue with your I, list. I think it's pretty 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 solid. I really yeah. like John Gibson, right? But there are goalies yeah. where I said, you know, at one point in time they would be a tier above, and I just wonder if that's mm-hmm. John Gibson now. It's possible, and we're not we're probably not gonna know until he plays for a better team. Yeah. Like and Carter Hart, again, Carter Hart, a guy that I absolutely love. And given the crap that they call defense in Philly, you know, could he, could he be higher? Like, I still think like Carter Hart again, potentially could be elite, but he just hasn't been. Yeah. Carter Hart is like where he probably should be on my list. Um, but again, I have everything like a tier above. Um, I, I like where you did put Carter Hart because at one time he was supposed to be like, the next Broder, maybe not that, but maybe not that high, but like supposed to be the next, the next great goalie, goalie. for Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next, you know, elite superstar, amazing first ballot hall of fame type goalie or whatever. Maybe that's too much pressure. And mm-hmm. also the fact that Philadelphia's defense, all those prospects that just never panned out and, uh, they haven't been able to to figure anything out in Philadelphia. And that's where I gave Carter Hart the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I, I definitely can understand him being on your guys' uh, uh, B tier there for sure. Like, um, I, I kind of like for Gibson, it's kind of the same logic I used for Quick, right? Like, Quick yeah. was lead at one point. Is he lead anymore? Yeah. I don't think so. 
I'm surprised that you put Mike Smith uh, on here, though, because I never really found you to be a big Mike Smith fan. He's a starter. Okay. He's an NHL starting goalie. I think so. I think the points you make about Quick and Gibson, I think, are fair points, but difference being Jonathan Quick is sort of on a a downward trajectory just because of age age and experience and all that kind of stuff, whereas... Similar to Carter Hart, I think Gibson has had to play behind a pretty brutal team. Um, you know, I I would go out on a limb. I don't think very far. And I would say that Anaheim is a better team than Philadelphia. But that doesn't change the fact that, you know, that farm of a blue line that Anaheim has been that we talked about last show, you know, it's yeah. severely dwindled. And I think Gibson has suffered from that. And that's not to say that he needs a good defense in front of him, but he needs players forwards and defensemen who aren't gonna just allow him to be shelled yeah yeah i mean i don't like tristan jar either but i still acknowledge he's a starter right 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 cam talbot i don't like cam talbot <laughs> <laughs> but he's a starter right sure. like i don't know i i, I, I yeah. feel like that's like maybe i think i i may have punished a few guys for maybe not living up to potential i think demko so far hasn't completely lived up to the, I think the again kind of like Carter Hart right where he just where he came in with all these lofty expectations and so far hasn't like super lived up to them I think he was better at, like at the end of last season but I don't know I just need to see another full good season from Thatcher Demko before I can start inching him up that tier list I think yeah no that 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 makes perfect sense I mean yeah I got no no argument against that Anything else on my list? No. Um, Skylar Greenberg, in his Bucci OT challenge, said Nathan McKinnon or Victor Hedman. Marty said Miko Rantanen or Anthony Sorelli. Now, Anthony Sorelli got injured in the game, and it looked like he broke his arm. Oh, but he's as back. Far as, as far as I'm aware, he played the third period. He so. did. He's, yeah, Sorelli's back, yep. Oh, man. Yeah. They just put them down. But it looked it. bad. It, yeah, it looked, I think... Yeah. I saw on Twitter right when it happened. You know, somebody on Twitter said that it looked like a skate cut his arm. Oof. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, I mean, that was well, just an initial reaction. The, the, I don't know. The, re- the replay though showed the skate missed his arm. So gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move into the C tier. C tier. Chris Tierney. Chris Tierney tier. <laughs> All right. Aging Drew Weber. Here is Kevin yeah. Lacey's C tier. Oh dear. Aiden Hill, Anton Forsberg, Ooh. Brian Elliott. Uh, what? What is Primo's first name? I should just. Caden. Thank you. Oh my god, I'm like so losing <laughs> I, it. Tonight. I almost said Mason. Mason. Oh my god. I was gonna <laughs> say Keith. That's not right. Yeah. Well. Oh, <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> Comrie, Gustafson, Halak, Quick, Lankinen, Murray, Dawes, Skinner, Huso, Georgiev, Kudobin, DeSmith, Vladar. Cal Green, Campbell, Campbell, oh my god, Bernier, <laughs> Vilmelka, Dostal, Mike Smith, Peter Mrazek, Tomas Grace, and Vanacek. Campbell? These were all of my goalies that I went, yeah, I could see them getting some starts. They're, it's like the the maybe for a season they start kind of thing, but long term, not options. And yes, I have Jack Campbell in here. I think Jack Campbell is a pretty great person. 
I think he's a very, very mediocre goalie. And I think that he was hugely benefited by playing on Toronto, who always had the puck. It's pretty, you're a pretty good team when you've got Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and William Nylander and John Tavares carrying the puck most of the game. But what happens when you're in the defensive zone? Toronto's defense isn't that bad, but I do think Jack Campbell can play a lot better. And this is not just because he sucked in March. I've just never been a big Jack Campbell guy. If I, if he was the goalie that uh, the Toronto media plays him out to be, then I think he would have been starting in the NHL four years ago instead of playing for the Ontario Reign. That's a f- pretty solid analysis. I think for, I, I obviously had Jack Campbell higher, but I think, you know, you, you make Nick a good point. Be- argument. Yeah, honestly, because as you said, you know, he was supposed to be the next big thing uh, coming out 11th overall a few years back, a few years, more than a few years it's back. Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it did take him a long time to get there. You know, he had to rip through the Dallas organization and, you know, I the only thing that I would make a counter to what you said is he played, you know, the two quote unquote full seasons he played in LA, I thought he played well. And so sure. I, I think if I were to make a counter argument to what you're trying to say, I would say, you know, when he played for the LA Kings, he did play good hockey. I mean it's it's yeah, obviously why did. it's obviously why Toronto identified him as a as an option to be their it's starter just, and he's a former Greyhound, it has nothing to do with what he did in LA. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know, I, I do also agree, Kevin, I think you know, when when your team keeps the puck away from you for most of the game, it's easy to play well. But I thought, with the exception of March and the playoffs, I thought when Jack Campbell was tested, I thought he held up really well. And I thought there was, you know, there was a stretch there where he was, you know, you know, not a legit, maybe not a legitimate contender for the Vesna, but I think in the Vesna conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder if, like, Jack Campbell's a guy to me where I wonder if he's this generation's Tim Thomas. I can see that. Right? But he he needs to go to Finland for a couple of years. But you know what I mean? Like, a guy who comes (laughs) on, like, later than you would expect in his career. You know, a guy with, like... Yeah, yeah. Tim Tim Thomas originally came in, or came in as a prospect who was thought to be a, a... at least a backup goalie in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And then that didn't work out at all until he was 31 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I just, so. I just wonder if he's this generation's Tim Thomas, a guy who's just going to come on late after, you know, not really having anything expected of him or having expectations of him kind of just dashed compared to when he came into the league. Career, yeah. career yeah. 920 for Tim Thomas mm-hmm. in the yeah. NHL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I I, uh, I like that take on that. Um, to kind of critique my own list, I've got like Brian Elliott here, yeah. uh, Philip, uh, not Philip Gustafson. Who was the other one there? There was a, there were a couple other guys. Not but Jonathan Gustafson, Bernier. I hope not. <laughs> definitely not Jonas Gustafson. Uh, Jonathan Bernier. You know, long in the tooth goalies right now. Who, uh, who Dovin uh, is another one there. Um, I think I put them in this tier for the sake of they can still back up mm-hmm. and uh, the 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 bulk of their careers, like looking at their career longevity. I think that's why I ended up here. I would not be surprised if I see none of those three goalies 
uh, on your lists, for example. So here's Matt Murray. Matt Murray. That's the other one. And and um, here's the thing. And and Kevin, obvious. How I'm interpreting the situation, it seems to me like Kevin included every goalie who played an NHL game this year, which pretty is much. <laughs> pretty much. Which is fine. I mean, whatever. You know, I I I think part of the reason why. The, your list seems like such a stark contrast to mine is because I didn't. I I kept it to the what was it twenty five games and twenty five games. And yeah, so yeah. It you're does right. it I does did, make I... the list shake out a bit differently. But I'll be honest with you, Kevin. Looking at you know looking at what you did here, like if I if I remove the names that I didn't even rate, like yeah. our, our lists are pretty identical. Yeah, yeah. Because I have like Eric Chalgren in here, yeah. and just the style and stuff like that. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, but now you now you see why I created a D tier, and because look how big my C tier is. And I I will say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal who it is yet, but there is one person I have in my F tier that one of you has already. Yeah, and so I'm kind of like, oh man, but (laughs) but but you know what? I I stand by what I said. So (laughs) okay, all right. Well, let's get to Jerk's uh, C tier. Uh, hockey jerk C tier, Allmark, Forsberg, Nedeljkovic. Nedeljkovic. Wow. Uh, maybe that's where I have him too. Uh, this is one of these things where I'm going to say what, and then I'm going to have him there too. You want? <laughs> <laughs> Craig Anderson, Antti Ranta, uh, Vamelka. Antti Ranta. Eh? Wow. All right. Vamelka, DeSmith, Jake Allen, Blackwood, Huso, Vanacek, Reimer. <laughs> there it is. I had, to, I had to swallow there for a second. Smith, Georgiev, Stolars, Grice, Dreger, and Lenkinen. So uh, where where do where do you want to start? I mean, I I don't. I I can't argue. Like I I can't really argue here. Like if I, I, I think think, if I think your case retired. for Reimer, I I I concede. Like a little bit of recency bias on my part, probably. Um, I could I could see the and I'm pretty happy with my list. The one where I could see some outcry and you kind of alluded to it already was with Nadelkovich. Yeah. Huso, too, I think a little bit. I see Huso. I don't agree with on that. I mean, I know I know he was pretty well touted uh, mm. back in his draft year and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he played very well in Finland, but. I think you want to talk about recency bias. I mean, I feel like Vili Huso is the, you know, the poster for recency bias. I mean, Vili Huso is literally the the successor to Jordan Bennington in almost every way, other than the cup win. Right, and I like and, if you look at his stats and everything. And 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 I'll be and part of the reason why I have him in C. Obviously, I think he is an NHL backup. I think that's a safe thing to say at this point yeah but you look prior to this year i mean you have to go back to when he was in finland to find a time where he was impressive for long stretches and that's not to say that he wasn't impressive elsewhere i mean obviously decent stats with chicago and san antonio in the ahl but you know yeah like i said i feel like i'm gonna be surprised and then i'm gonna like bring up my list and be like i'm an idiot and I think with yeah. Nadelkovich is almost the same thing. Where yes, Nadelkovich has put up good stats, and I understand that. But it it was a long road of yeah, kind of just meh on his part. And I you know I know he's he's put up good stats. I mean, kind of brutal with the Red Wings, you know. But again, even going back, you know, he had that one good year with Carolina, nine thirty two save percentage, very good. But before that, 
when he did appear in the NHL, he was just okay. And in the AHL, he was an average goalie. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and I know, I don't know, a lot of people are really high on Chris Dreger. I think he's a backup. You know, people, obviously people high on James Reimer. Same thing, backup. I I do kind of pour one out for Georgiev. I was much, if you asked me to do this maybe two years ago, he would have been much higher, but. I remember we had the Shishterkin versus Georgiev conversation. God, I, you know, I was looking, I was looking back through texts uh, with Ryan going back, you know, two and a half years ago and same things talking about Georgiev and Shisterkin as if they were similar goalies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, you're a moron. Like, <laughs> like you're not even close. <laughs> Yeah, I I like that you put Kevin Lincoln in Thank on you. here, but and not just because he has a cool first name, but I think that he at least internationally has proven himself to be a very capable goalie. Sure. And the reason why you don't hear more about him is because he plays on Sad Sack Chicago. Well, not only um, I think he's I don't know if he's long for the NHL because of that. I mean he. He's the type of goalie who could get lured in by a, a a big contract from the KHL, for example. Sure. But I like where you rated him right now because I don't think he gets enough credit for the the type of goalie that he is. And, I'm not going right. to flip and, the screen. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. And, and 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 Kevin, you know, you're right. Like he he was a very very good goalie in Finland. I mean, you can understand why an NHL team would be interested in bringing him over. But mm-hmm. same same kind of thing where it's like that's great what you've done, you know, in, in the Finnish elite league, but you know, what are you going to do here? And he, in the AHL, he's been very average in the NHL. He's been very average and, and that's fine. Like if you're an average goalie, you can make money and have a career, but you know, and, and, and I think I kind of, I, I feel like it's like I'm explaining my C tier, you know what I mean? But it's like, but I feel like the, you know, Kevin, you just said capable, like you described him as capable. And I feel like, yeah. Okay. If you're capable, yeah, you're probably a <laughs> that's backup. what C stands for. Capable. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just Skyler in the chat saying that Carolina has always made their goalies look better than they are. Nedeljkovic is no different from Ranta. James Reimer in the original Carolina goalie Cam Ward that bitch, which I always like. A Cam Ward that <laughs> that's reference. fair. Uh, I, I always it is fair. Yeah. I mean, a Cam Ward that bitch um, reference. I mean, how can you go wrong? I mean, All yeah, right. That's an old one. Uh, nice out, bitches. Okay. Oh, no. C tier. Kapo Kakinen, Vanichek, Peterson, Anderson, wow. Georgiev, Vamelka, Martin Jones, DeSmith, <laughs> Grice, Dreger, Lankinen, Samsonov. I have Nedeljkovic on my list. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Bennington, Ranta, Wedgwood, Stolarz, Hill, Dawes, Allen, Blackwood. I'm upset that you have Kakinen on this list. Not enough of a not. He hasn't done anything yet. Sure, he hasn't. And done, I, like, I, and if you ask me tomorrow if I am okay if James Reimer is gone and Kapo Kakinen's a starter, I am not. Wow. Yeah, I am not. Wow. Okay, that may that puts me in the minority. Then I am. I I I think the Sharks should do that. I I'm I'm not ready. Like I just I I I really look at. I really like Kapo Kakinen, and I think he has a lot of potential. But like I'm just after. 
I, I look at. I have Martin Jones scars, right? And I have Martin Jones in the same tier. And yet but, he's in your C tier. Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> let, let me explain that, all right? Because I, I know a lot of people probably weren't expecting Martin Jones to be a name to pop I up. I was on not. That list. I almost did myself, but I was not expecting this. Martin Jones actually had a pretty decent series season in the goalie graveyard slash defenseless void that is Philadelphia. Yeah. Like I think for a guy who like I is he going to get another 2 million dollar contract? I don't know. But did he show that he can still play? Like there you know what I mean? Like he can still back up in this league. I don't think he's a I think the can he I think the reason why uh there's all the Martin Jones hate here is just because it's San Jose. Like scars, I don't think man. that hate I have scars. Car- I have Martin yeah. Jones scars on my I don't soul. think that hate carries across the league, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I I think it's fine putting him here. I'm surprised, but I think it's fine. I, I don't know. I, I feel like after like the season he had in Philadelphia, I, I mean like look at he again, like I think he finished with like what what a nine hundred? Yep. So I mean like not great, but Getting a 900 out of your backup goalie, it's not terrible either. <laughs> out of your backup goalie who was complete dog shit the previous three years? Correct. Like, I think for <laughs> given everything that, like, the deck was completely... Now, don't get me wrong. I still have long flowing hair right now. Right? Mm-hmm. But I think given the fact that I didn't think like he would ever play in the NHL again, I think he earned himself another contract in the NHL last year. I think yeah. someone oh. is probably going to take a flyer on him as a 1B, as a backup. Arizona. Well, I mean, <laughs> who knows what New Jersey does with their goalie situation with Blackwood. I mean, like, Blackwood, I put in my A, a tier, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't see him. I wouldn't complain about him being dropped at all because... He it, like it's all between the ears with him. Yeah. Well, so yeah. If New Jersey moved on and decides to go with Nico Dawes, which I think would be too much of a stretch. But if they did something drastic like that, I could see Martin Jones being a, a backup for New Jersey next year. Yeah, Blackwood. Blackwood was a guy I kind of struggled with. I just but like yeah. the numbers just aren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like numbers wise, I just. I don't think he's there. And like that I and I think that's kind of similar for 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 Kapokokin and just like there's not enough body of work there. Like I sure. think the one thing that I'll, I I'll come back to this and I'll cuz cuz there's there is something that I did that I do want to kind of close on. Um so we'll hold that thought. But other than that, yeah, I mean like again, I think Antiranta is not healthy enough to be like I think Antiranta can be really really good when he's healthy, mm-hmm. but the problem is is he's worse than Freddie Anderson. Like He's just <laughs> never healthy. He's right. <laughs> not rely. Like you couldn't go into the season relying on Antti Ranta to be your one A, even in a no. pontoon. Like you can't rely on him to be your one A. No way. Not at all. That, yeah. Any other, um, uh, any other comments? You know, another guy yes, who I like here, uh, who I really like on ahead. this list, but I think is unfortunately in Arizona, the milk. I, I, I like mm-hmm. aspects of He's his a- game. Yeah. I feel bad that he's on Arizona because I think he's, he's a, a gamer. Goalie. We he's a gamer. We all put him in our beer beat. I said beer team again. Uh, our C team, and I think we all are in agreement about uh, his potential to move up in these rankings here in the next couple of years. I wanted to ask you about Jordan Bennington, though, 
that one surprised me a little bit. I mean, granted, he's not the cup-winning goalie, you know, flash-in-the-pan goalie <laughs> that he was a couple of years ago, but what? Um, you only think he's a backup, eh? <laughs> I think, see, and this is where, like, me and Jerk kind of had to go around, right? Like, I think that if I look at the team he's on, and maybe that's why I ranked him the way I did, I think Huso's the better goalie. Okay. So, by default, that makes him the B. There you uh, go. I think Colorado just scored. I thought Vasilevsky saved it, but mm. if not, yep. I Kadri. think that's a Nazem wow. Kadri goal. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Broken thumb, no problem. Yeah, he made a great deke uh, in close, but I thought Vasilevsky saved that. Oh, game man. over. Game over. Well, Tampa Bay Light angry, the, the angry Canadian oh, that's bracket. That's in the net. That's in the net for sure. That's in the net for sure. The angry Canadian Bam, brackets one game away. <laughs> the, the, I, the, the, the controversy was that it got stuck in the back of the net behind the crossbar, and so no one knew where the puck was. Okay, so yeah, Colorado wins. I think, and I and I think Kevin will agree with me here. I think if we do this again in a year, I think Samsonov could be a tear up assuming he's moved to another team or is just given the reins as the starter. Yeah. Samsonov is a guy to me and I don't, I'm not really high on Vanacek either, which is weird. Cause mm-hmm. like Washington was a playoff team and I'm like, yeah, that fuck your goaltending. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, I, again, I, I feel like again, there's like, I, there's some goalies where I, there's just not enough of a sample size for me to say, okay, this is what they are. Sure. Right. Um, all right, so let's move into the D slash F tier. Um, so yeah, the D tier is the my C minus tier. All right. So this can just be a quick blip on the screen. Yeah, I got it up here. Uh, so <laughs> the D tier. Kevin Lacey's D tier. Uh, Stolarz, Holtby, Dreger, Ingram, Riddich, Jake Allen, Martin Jones, and uh, Wedgwood. Uh, see, and in, in a D tier, I, I don't have an issue with, with Jake Allen or Martin Jones being here. Like, I think, especially Martin Jones, like, Jake Allen can die in a fire but wow martin jones okay that's harsh but martin jones like i can i i i can i can i can agree to here i i just like the graphic of brayden holtby <laughs> looking like like oh, oh i'm on the d tier oh. <laughs> d tier for dud nice one puck guy <laughs> Which is crazy we... because, like, there's, like, every, like, even in the chat, like, and on Twitter, it's, like, everyone's, like, oh, Brayden Holtby should go to Edmonton. It's like, you want Brayden fucking yeah. Holtby? I saw... Over Mike Smith? I don't even know if I would go. That's a bridge too far even for me. <laughs> I saw someone in a different chat mention that Holtby should be Edmonton's goalie next year. And I'm thinking, even the year that Washington won the Cup, Holtby had a really bad regular season and then got hot in the playoff, found his found his stride again in the playoffs, but then hasn't been the same goalie ever since. So that's why I got him here. It's fair. All right. So uh, getting into uh, the Kevin AC with the, what are you doing in the NHL list? Uh, (laughs) This hurts my soul. Aaron Dell. (laughs) You're not wrong, but it hurts. It hurts my soul. You're not wrong. Because, yeah, oh, the, the, all those years where we talked about the Barracuda and how Aaron Dell was a savior oh, and everything that just, like that. Like, it hurt me. To, to I forgot that. he existed. That hurts <laughs> yeah. my soul. Oh, man. Aaron Dell, <laughs> Colin Delia, uh, Dustin Tolharski, uh, Gillies, 
Bressois, Domingue, Subban, Montembeau, and Spencer, Spencer Martin. Martin. Yeah, there we go. How dare you put Louis Domingue on this list? I I have <laughs> never been. And this dates back to Technology Riders Room when Louis Domingue tried to hold out from Arizona after half a year as their goalie. Yeah. I'm going to go to Europe if you don't give me go to Europe. You're not even probably going to even start over there either. Like <laughs> I I think nothing of Louis Demang and uh, it showed for Pittsburgh there in the playoffs. Um I don't think anything of Laurent Bossois either. Uh, John Gillies is a it's kind of like Aaron Dell. I like John Gillies, mm-hmm. but uh, NHL goalie, not so much. Tukarski and his giant chest protector, <sighs> yeah, kind of the same thing. Um, Spencer Martin was the one, though. Vancouver gave him a one way contract start, which starts next season. So I'm going to either eat crow or look super smart on this one. It's funny Probably how a like, little bit of- stock can drop on guys, though. Like, has anyone's stock dropped further than Malcolm Subban's? Oh. Uh, no, I'll be honest with you. And I, you know, I even when he was on Boston, I'm like, this guy sucks. Like, yeah, I was um, never a fan of Malcolm. Uh, you Subban. were not the only one. I I was on in the camp of I think he's pretty good, but he had an injury when he was playing for Providence, and he just never recovered and and never had any consistency even before that so well not only that but if i remember correctly i believe in malcolm suban's first nhl start he stepped on a puck and ate it but you know (laughs) different story (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh move on to the f tier for mr hockey jerk miko koskinen scott wedgwood martin jones dustin taharski uh nico Dawes, mountain bow and arendelle that hurts my soul did I really rank Arundel? You do. Arundel <laughs> on the F tier. I forgot he was soul. in the league, and apparently you forgot he was on your list too. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I didn't rank. I did not rank Arundel, so I think there's some collusion here. Uh-oh. Um, oh, guys. But that's okay. That's that's probably accurate. So it's fine. It's um, I, it's it's fair. It's I, it hurts my soul, but it's fair. Like Arundel has no business being in the NHL at this point. And and here's yeah. the thing. And you know what? And a lot of this is like. You know, there are a handful of these guys. Wedgwood comes to mind, and that's really it, where it's like, you know, not why are you here, you're the worst goalie ever, but it's just like you're barely a backup. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and maybe the play there is to create a D tier like Kevin did, but I don't know. This was just kind of like my, yeah, you know, you're not really impressive to me. And I know you guys both had Dawes in the C tier. I clearly have him in the F tier. And I was going to ask you about that yeah and so on you know full disclosure obviously i think it's i think it's fair to say i probably have not watched nico dawes as much as you guys have but what from what i can tell and you know my the thing that i always say is my my mark of a good goalie is you know are have you can you have you played well consistently league to league everywhere you've been Mm -hmm. and that's not dawes it's actually quite the opposite like he had a good year in guelph and he had a good year with Utica this year. Aside from that, though, like limited NHL experience has been not that impressive, not really that impressive in Germany, wasn't really that impressive in Guelph until his last year there. And I understand a decent record in 1819 with Guelph, but you know, how are you? How do you have a winning record with a sub 900 save percentage? Here's here's my thing counter to that. Sure. Nico Doss was 20 years old when this season began. Fair. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so rare that you get guys that are like 20 years old playing NHL games. So like, I think I think Nico Dawes having an unspectacular like when Nico Dawes was playing for the Devils this season, I was like, holy cow, what what happened? Like, I did not realize that Bernier had been out for the year and and Blackwood was out for the year, and so Nico Dawes got put into a situation kind of like. Uh, um, I don't want to say Mirko Mueller, but I guess that's the easiest example where it's like, oh, don't rot this prospect here. He is not ready for prime time, you know, and the Devils decided to do it anyway. And and I think that's where those stats came Amazing. from. Amazing. So. And that's and you know what? The, when you explain it like that, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. All right. Uh, my F2 is really, really short. Uh, I have Miko Koskinen, Dustin Toharski, and Montembeau. I'm surprised you don't have Jones in here. Again, I, I the thing with Jones is like I think Jones played well enough last year on a shit defensively Flyers team to show that he can still hang in the NHL, not as a starter, but as a backup. But like the guys here, I mean, Mew Koskinen, he's gone anyway, so I think it was an easy. That was just an easy. Yeah, punch. I didn't even rank Koskinen for that reason. <laughs> that was an easy punch. But I like he would have been Dustin Tolkarski. Sure. Like I have no idea. Like that was my Darren Hell moment. Like this guy's still in yeah. the fucking league. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Like I don't know how. Like they, no team can find a backup better than Dustin Tolkarski and like Sean Mountainbow. Like. Oh man, dude's awful, but like I you you have to feel for him because like Jake Allen goes down and he just got absolutely thrown to the wolves in Montreal. So maybe this isn't fair, but I don't like they dude did not look like an AHL goalie on some nights on that team. <laughs> I just the only thing I remember and I'm you know, I agree with you. Like I like every time that Dustin Tokarski gets a contract, I'm surprised. But the the thing that always comes to mind for me with him, and yes, he's obviously you look at the stats, he's a decent AHL goalie. Mm-hmm. The thing that comes to mind for me is twenty fourteen in the playoffs with Montreal. Like he was he was on another level. Yes. But then you take a step back and say, Okay, twenty fourteen. Long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of brings my question back around is like, how does this guy keep getting contracts? Right. Like, like I if, don't know how he's still in the league. Yeah, like if he's your AHL goalie, like it's fine. You can deal with it. But like, if you have to call him up, you know, say a prayer, say a prayer indeed. All right. So I'm going to bring us back. You, to you, you asked why Dustin Tokarski is still in the NHL because Buffalo's other goalies were Aaron Dell and Michael Hauser. <laughs> Fair. Fair. God, damn, that's terrible. And Craig yeah, Anderson. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And Craig yeah, Anderson. I yeah. have all the time. I, you know what? I have all the time. I love Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson. I do he love retired Craig Anderson. now, right? But I don't like, think so. I honestly think he's coming back. Oh, or, I, I think he wants to come he was back. Retiring. I think oh, he wants. Is, is he in a race with Mike Smith to see who can goaltend the longest? You know what? You know what's funny is he was like, he's one of those guys, Craig Anderson, and I don't have him on my ranking list. But he, every time you think that like this is it for him, you like he finds another level, mm-hmm. and it's just like. You know, I don't know how many I don't know how many rabbits he's got left in his hat, but you know, I feel like he's already played longer than we all expected him to. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, after, like you know, after when Ottawa went to the East Final and you know his wife was obviously diagnosed. You know, I like I thought that was it. Yeah. And he just kept going. Yeah. 
Craig Anderson is uh, and he's a hell of a guy man. too. Hell of a guy. Yeah, yeah, that's like I have all the time in the world for for Craig Anderson. So I think the one thing that I took from this, from doing it, that I didn't expect. I think the one thing I expected was that my premise going into this was there aren't as many elite goalies as people think there are. Mm-hmm. And I think that looking at all of this, I think that bears out to be true. But the thing that I didn't expect was just how few games so many NHL goalies have played. Like there's so many guys that are below that hundred game mark where you figure yeah. out where the hell they're, you know, where you can kind of get an idea of where the hell they actually are. Cause I think first mm-hmm. hundred games, like you, you, you can't really like, it's easy to get excited about a guy, but it's, what do you do after that first hundred games? Mm-hmm. that really shows what you're going to be. So I think that was the thing that I think surprised me the most is just how I didn't realize how much we're on this, like just wave of completely new blood. That's, that was, yeah. that was my takeaway from it. Like I didn't realize how no. much new blood was actually in the league. It's not that there's not that many elite goalies. It's just that half the, like a big number of the goalies on that list haven't even played a hundred games yet. Or just well, look, over. At the, look at the trends, the draft trends, though. Like, it's very rare to see a goalie drafted in the first round right now mm-hmm. uh, because teams are, I guess, one, too scared to draft a goalie too early or were, too early where you get into a Rick DiPietro situation or something or along those lines or Jack Campbell. But um, so I think that teams are very quick on the gun to replace their goalies. And so that's why you see you see our b c and my d tiers really clogged up with a lot of names um and and i think all three of us had most of our young goalies ranked in the the b or for me the a tier because they haven't proven themselves to be c level goalies yet mm-hmm. so uh yeah um i think you're spot on about how there really aren't all very many supreme goalies whatsoever. And uh, the point that I want to make out of it is let's not be so harsh to criticize the goalies in this league, because the one thing that really irks me just in general, that we see it on television broadcasts all the time. That's a bad goal to give up. That's a terrible. He's got to stop that. He's gonna want that back. I feel very well, yeah, attacked right now. Yeah, the goalies are all gonna want them back. What's I that? said I feel very attacked right now. I was I gonna know, say no, no, no. like five minutes ago we we're talking about why Dustin Tokarski is in the league. <laughs> yeah, but but for me it's like well there are you can still be a goalie in this league. Give up a bad goal every now and then, but it's just that every single goal right. uh, is is what I have frustration towards. And the bottom line is, is there's only two goalies who I anticipate will almost never give up a bad goal. And it's Igor Shesterkin and Andre Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has some kind of flaw. I'd like to do yeah. this again at some point, like yeah. next, next year. Yeah, totally. Summer of TTG. Like, I th- I feel like this is something that I would absolutely like to revisit. I'm going to save these so we can kind of maybe figure out if people move up or down. Um, and we add some new names to the list, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think that's really a- anything you took away from this jerk. 
Um, I, I think my takeaway was similar to what Kevin was saying, where you have a lot of people who get impatient with their goalies fast. Case in point is Aiden Hill. Mm-hmm. And if you noticed, I didn't have Aiden Hill ranked. Um, that has to do with the 25 games thing. But, yeah. but you know, teams do tend to, at least the teams in the middle of the league, they get sick of their goalies really quick. Obviously, the elite teams, they keep their goalies forever, which is, you know, evidenced by your Vasilevsky, your Shosturkin, your Hellebuck, your Gibson, your, well, I was going to say Grubauer, but not so much now. And, <laughs> and, you know, then you have your crappy teams where it's like the Sharks, you know, Martin Jones, it's, you know, run a day back, 896 again, you know, where it's like, you just, they stick with the shitty goalie no matter how many times they get burned. And then the teams in the middle, like, you know, the one I always go back to is like Calgary, like between, you know, between Kippersoff and Markstrom, how many times did they find the one, right? Yeah. And then they gave up two years in. And that was my biggest takeaway. The other thing that I took away, and I think I'm not so much surprised about our S tier, our A tiers, I thought would be a bit closer together. Like I thought, I personally thought we were all in agreement about Grubauer, Gibson, Hellebuck, Sorokin, that kind of stuff. Soros. Soros, yeah. Yeah, I I struggled. Yeah, I mean, like I said with Gibson, I just I just struggled because it's like, it's like, is he still elite or is like, is this like, and that's why I put him in quick in the same tier. Yeah. Yeah, I think that two goalies that I once even, absolutely believed were elite. I'm just not sure anymore. I think if we had even more tiers, and and we don't, guys, we don't need more tiers. But I'm just saying, <laughs> if we had even more tiers, we'd probably be a little bit closer to to one another uh, in our rankings because you might you might see a, a Grubauer in between A and B, for example. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed this. I thought I thought this was fun. This yeah, was super fun. I'm I'm glad that Absolutely. we did it. Um, I hope that everyone enjoyed it. Obviously, if you are, um, probably you know a lot of people didn't watch this live. Obviously, going up against the playoff game, it's the schedule was what it was, and this is the day that we could do it. Um, I am gone next week, so we did run a little long this time than we have on our previous shows. But you have a whole week to you know a whole extra week to listen to it. Um. If you have any comments on any of our lists, if you want to add your comments in, you want to attack Jerk for ranking Reimer uh, where he did, um, do so in the comments <laughs> below. If you want to yell at me for ranking Capo Kakinen where I did, do it in the comments below. Um, you can also um, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I am at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can find Kevin Lacey at Kevin Lacey 22 And Hockey Jerk is ho- at Hockey underscore Jerk. Do not forget the underscore. In fact, respect the underscore. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Um, I'm going to regret my Carter Hart ranking in another year when he falls on his face yet again. Um, uh, however, I would like to commend a tier goalie, Darcy Kemper, oh, man. for a brilliant 37 save performance in game four against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you keep that up. I'm not, I'm not even a fan of Darcy Kemper, but I just feel like uh, I need to, some vindication after being the only one who put him in that tier. So <laughs> there you go. I'm at Kevin Lacey 22, as, as Ian mentioned on most social media platforms. And I want to wish everyone, including you, Ian, 
a happy Canada Day next Canada Day next week. We'll see if I'm still allowed in the country. No, oh, yeah. Not in Alberta anyway. <laughs> Not in Alberta, that's for sure. <laughs> um, all right, Mr. Hockey Jerk, final thoughts. Final thoughts. So I mentioned it earlier in the show, and as I expected, my my uh, my prediction came through. I just got a text from fellow Tealtown USA podcaster, Ryan. He is offended that Ottinger was not in my elite list, <laughs> as I predicted. So, you know, Ryan, if you're listening, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was a lot of fun. I think, like, let's be real here. Everybody does the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody, except for us, is going to go into the weeds for almost two hours on 53 NHL goalies. But we did it because it's fun for us, and I hope that the enjoyment we took out of this translated to your computer screen, phone screen, Apple headphones, whatever you got. Um, you know, these things are a lot of fun for us, and, you know, we we banter back and forth, as you saw, and, you know, I think that's what makes it really enjoyable, so... You know, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Ian said where to do that. But, you know, if you want more stuff like this, follow the show. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you ever have, like, if you guys have any ideas for stuff like this that just seems, like, completely off the wall, um, throw it our way. Chances are we'll do it. Because mm-hmm. we, we we give no Fs. <laughs> we don't. Um, Unless you're Arendelle. Correct. Then your ranking hurts our soul. Um, all right. So again, if you uh, want to f- watch the show again or listen to it or see or do see everything else that we do, tealtownusa.com. Uh, you can follow us on all social media. You can follow us. Uh, you can get us in audio format on all the audio formats, uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, whatever you kids are using these days. Um, again, we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, we will be back uh, probably in just over a week uh, where we will find something else to do again. Um, but I, if you, like I said, any comments or anything like that, leave them below. Um, but other than that, we are done. Thank you all for hanging out with us on this wonderful Wednesday evening.